0: Of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow Redeemed, what are you anxious over? What is it that occupies your heart and your mind this day? Well, truth be told, the possibilities are certainly endless, aren't they? For some of you, there's anxiety over various responsibilities at work that must be met by a certain time. For some of you, there's the anxiety over getting into the field and getting the crops out by a certain date on the calendar. For you students, there's anxiety over getting homework done and projects done. And also, for some of you seniors, there's those scholarships and college applications that need to be filled out. And then in the home, there's always anxiety over those bills that need to be paid, bank accounts that need to be filled, food that needs to be placed on the table, and those errands that always need to be run. And there's anxiety over the state of our state and our country, where it's heading. So what are you anxious over? What occupies your heart and your mind this day? Well, in the gospel for this day, Jesus tells each and every single one of us that we're not to be anxious. And the reason for this is because our Heavenly Father will provide us with the things that we need to live. And yet... We worry. We become anxious. And the fact that we worry and grow anxious regarding the things of this life reveals that there is a deeper spiritual problem at hand. And that is whether the triune God, that is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is the true God, or whether mammon... That is, worldly things such as possession, wealth, success, whether mammon is our God. Now, today's gospel is part of a section from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And while our text begins at verse 24, the topic really goes back a little further to verse 19. It's here where Jesus says, Here our Lord warns us against viewing the things of this world as our treasure. The reason for this is that they don't last. They can be lost, destroyed, stolen. Instead, we're to lay up for us ourselves treasures in heaven. We're to live in ways that are guided by God's will. For there is eternal life and salvation. Jesus goes on to drive this point home a little further with the first verse from our text this morning. He says no one can serve two masters, two lords for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve God in money. Or literally, you cannot serve God and mammon as possessions. There is no middle ground. Either the triune God is your Lord, or your possessions, your wealth, your success success is your Lord. You can't serve God and mammon. Now, when we Christians hear this, we think the answer is obvious. Well, the true Lord is the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's the one who created you. He's the one who redeemed you. He's the one who sanctifies you, makes you holy. And yet, what happens to this confession from day to day, week to week, month to month, when there's trouble at work or at school? What happens to this confession when those bills are coming due and food needs to be placed on the table and those funds get a little tighter than you would like? What happens to your confession when sickness and suffering comes upon you? What happens when you see trouble in the community around us and in the country and in the world? And so seeking Comfort, seeking peace, how easily the sinful flesh yokes itself to mammon. And when we yoke ourselves to mammon, when we tie ourselves to these earthly treasures, the inevitable slavery is to worry. It's to become anxious. We wonder whether or not there will be enough money And not only does this mammon bring with it anxiety and worry, but ultimately, it steals your heart. It steals your heart so that you don't recognize the true God. It steals your heart so that you don't look to God as your greatest good, as your greatest help, as your greatest comfort in this life. Ultimately, anxiety over mammon is distrust of our heavenly Father. Fellow redeemed, Jesus would have you repent this day over sinfully trusting in all of those earthly treasures and trusting over mammon as your greatest good, help, and comfort in life. Jesus would have you repent. And yet, notice how he calls you this day to repentance. If you look at our text, he doesn't specifically use this word, repent. Instead, he would have us consider which of you, being anxious over your life, can add a single hour to your span of life. Well, none of you can just like you can't increase the money in your bank, just like you can't increase the food on your table, just like you can't increase the crops in your field or improve your health simply by being anxious. Being anxious does nothing for you. It's like a rocking chair. You sit in a rocking chair and it gets you nowhere, right? Second, Jesus says... And why do you seek after the things that the Gentiles seek after? The Gentiles, or the pagans of this world, anxiously seek after more wealth, more power. And what does it give them? Well, it gives them nothing. They, only, they can never find true comfort or peace in their lives. But God says, you're not like Those pagans. Through the waters of holy baptism, you've been made a child of God. And as a result, all of the treasures of heaven, that is forgiveness, life, and salvation, has been given to you. And these are the heavenly treasures that neither moth nor rust destroy. And where thieves cannot break in and steal this treasure from you. Now, it's important here to understand that when Jesus tells us not to be anxious, he's not telling us not to work. We must separate these two things in our mind, this anxiety and working. We are to work. right? Look at the birds of the field. They're busy gathering or building their nests, looking for worms. The birds work, and as a result, so must we. And we work in those places in which God has placed us. We work in our homes, in the church, in our communities. And yet we go about our work not worrying or being anxious. We go about our work trusting that our Heavenly Father cares for us. And that He will provide for us according to His good and gracious will. In the midst of all of this, Jesus points us to what must be our true focus throughout our entire lives. Jesus says this day, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. With these words, our Lord points us to himself and his saving work for us. As true God and human flesh and blood, he came to earth to bring his kingdom, his reign as he reversed all that Satan, sin, and death have caused. He came to bring Christ's righteousness. All of Jesus' ministry points forward to the single greatest action which he will accomplish this. That is his death, on the cross, and his resurrection from the dead. Our Lord overcame uh, sin in order to win for us forgiveness by dying for us in our place. He came to drink the Father's wrath against our sin. Every sin by which we treat wealth as our God. Jesus said, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give His life as a ransom for many. He came to give His life for you. Jesus did all of this by dying on the cross on that Friday that we call good. And then on that third day where the Father raised Him from the dead, Jesus Proved that He had, in fact, won the victory over sin, death, and the devil through His resurrection. He, is, he has given us the promise of life from uh, through His resurrection from the dead. And he proves to us that He, too, will raise and transform our bodies to be like His. Fellow redeemed, You seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness by believing and trusting in Jesus Christ. You seek it by returning daily to your baptism in faith. For there you were baptized into Jesus' death. There you were buried with Christ. And through baptism, you receive the forgiveness that Jesus has won for you. And yet baptism does more than marking you as a child of God. The Spirit has given you a new birth and renewal. The Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit by whom God will raise us from the dead, was at work in you this day. He gives you strength to resist, to put that old Adam To death, he gives you strength to reject the false mammon, the false God of mammon, and to place your trust in him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. To place your trust in him through the good times and in the bad. When you have plenty and when you're in need. In our text today, Jesus tells us, "No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one or despise the; or he will hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon." Our Lord warns us about the false God of wealth. and assures us that there is no need to worry. There is no need to be anxious. For God who provides for the birds and the flowers will certainly give you what you need every day of your lives. Jesus promises, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It will. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, as it is given to you through His word, through His sacraments. For there you have His forgiveness. You have His salvation in life. And these are those heavenly treasures that can never be taken from you. God be praised. Amen.